Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the podcast. It's Joseph and this is Sold Out for Jesus, a Christ-centered podcast dedicated to educating and bringing up believers in the way of Christ. So today um, we're going to be talking about a topic, as you may have seen, God confidence. And I have a special guest with me today. I would let her introduce herself. Hi everyone, my name is Uniku Blessing Alpha and I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, so that's Uniku, my my little sister, my <laughs> my youngest <laughs> my youngest older sister. It's lovely to have you today, Uniku. This topic came to me um a while ago. Um I was looking I was looking through Instagram and then I saw um Tim Tebow's wife, um Demile Tebow. Well Tim Tebow used to be a footballer in Canada and um she was a beauty pageant um, winner and she was just saying how like um, she learned that rather than having confidence in yourself that is important to have confidence in who God has said you are and I was like oh wow that's I love the way she articulated it because I mean it's something I thought about but I never really thought about it using those words so God confidence do you think there's a lot of self-confidence um, among Christians today rather than God confidence yeah, funny enough, I actually think there's a lot of low self-esteem, rather, among Christians. Okay. And then, for the few that are confident, they do a lot of self-love. Like, yeah. I'm proud of myself, I'm mm-hmm. just going to love myself, I'm going yeah. to do this, this is me, this is my life, yeah. you know, all these kind of things. Mm. So, it's either a case of low self-esteem or a case of being confident in your own self and just trying to praise yourself and love yourself, which could also be a facade, right? Like just mm. putting up a picture when actually mm-hmm. on the inside, you're not so confident as you want to present yourself. So I actually think that's something that's going on right now with a lot of Christians. Okay, that's very real. You spoke about low self-esteem and I believe this is something a lot of us deal with. It's something I've dealt with in the past and mm. you know, I'm still like working on certain aspects about it. Yeah. But how does one um, deal with low self-esteem as a believer? How do you address that? Well, I think, okay, so the first step is to recognize that you have it. Because mm-hmm. I think the first step to making progress in with any issue that you're dealing with is to accept that, okay, or even recognize that this is a problem I have and I need to work on it. So it's one thing to have the problem and just ignore it or not even want to accept that it's something you have. But to yeah. understand that it's something that most of us deal with. So step one should be to accept that it's what you have. And then step two is to say the Bible and the word of God is truth and it's valid. So I should take my identity from who God says I am and not how I feel or what situation has happened to me. So don't let circumstances change your identity or redefine who you are or make you feel a certain way about yourself. Always go back to what the Bible says and what the word of God says about you Mm. and then that would help you to build your self-esteem. Okay, thank you. You basically spoke about um, studying God's word and taking it as real and saying that I am who God says I am. Do you think that is problematic for Christians to be hanging out in the wrong places where people could potentially tell them things that are not necessarily true about themselves? Mm. Well, I, I, I definitely think so. So there are some relationships that we would call toxic relationships yeah. and some people that they do not influence you in a nice way. Mm. So there are some kind of friendships that you need to definitely step out of because I think it's okay not to allow everybody to be in your space. 
Especially if that person constantly says things that makes you feel lesser than who you are in Christ. Right. So once you've identified that in this relationship, the kind of jokes or the kind of comments or remarks that this person makes usually makes me feel lesser than myself. You need to withdraw. You need to come out of those kind of relationships and friendships for your own good. You know, you have to be careful about what you listen to, what mm. you take in, because those things are sowing seeds into you and they will eventually affect you. So you need to come out of it so that they don't stop your progress. I definitely agree with everything you said because um, one thing I've realized that there are people, even Christians, you know, yeah, so-called Christians, Christians, that actually deliberately try to make you feel bad about mm. yourself. You know, they bring these little comments mm. here and there just mm. to like, you know, make you feel like, oh, you're not really all that. But, yeah. You know, I, I think it's really, really bad and definitely yeah. you need to like avoid those people. Yeah. But, you know, moving forward now, you know, someone is in a toxic relationship, like say my friend now, mm. you know, my female friend is in a toxic relationship over my male friend because it mm. does happen as well. Yeah. They're in a toxic relationship and I can see it. Everybody can see it, you know. Yeah. But they, you know, in the relationship, they can't see that, you know, they are being um, abused, you know, maybe, um, well, more so emotionally and mentally, but mm -hmm. in some cases physically. How do you deal with such a situation? Somebody you care about, how do you talk to them or what else do you do? Okay, so sometimes they actually would have noticed it, but they're not ready to come out of it. And then sometimes, because it's still very early, they are blinded by the butterfly feelings. Mm -hmm. So it's actually possible that because it's still early, they're just enjoying the euphoria, you yeah. know, they're not really concerned about how the person is making them feel. And then I think step one is to pray about it. Because mm -hmm. I actually had a case like that where I didn't feel like my friend was in the right relationship. And I knew that if I approached her and spoke to her, she wouldn't come out. She will still try to fight for the relationship and all of that. So what I did was I went to the place of prayer and I kept calling her name and the person's name and I kept praying. Yeah. And I kept asking God to, you know, touch her heart and bring her out of this thing because it's obviously not going to help her. And he even wants best for her more than I do. So I went to the place of prayer and I kept praying and praying and praying. And then what you do is you can just insert little comments mm -hmm. here and there to point to the fact that this is not the best way to be treated. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing that you're turning into a different version of yourself. Mm -hmm. But don't come at it harsh or, you know, combatful. Just say little comments. If, if the person even tries to fight off your comment, that's fine. Just brush mm -hmm. it off. Just smile, brush it off and say, no problem. Go back to the place of prayer. Because once you win the battle in the place of prayer, it would eventually manifest itself. And after a while, she called me and she told me that she had ended the relationship and we're wow. so happy. So, nice one. Yeah. Nice one. All right. Thank you. So, um, I understand that like, it's good she's come out of that relationship. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of times things we go through leave like scars on us. Yeah. So now that, you know, for example, she's out of that relationship, yeah. what's, what's next? Like, how does she basically relearn who she is? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say we, we as Christians, I think we need to understand that our Christian work is very practical. Mm. very very practical we, we we shouldn't just see it as reading stories in the bible and just be like oh wow i'm a christian i read stories i read the bible i go to church you know we need to put into practice everything as we're learning and seeing so step one is to start listening to new information mm. the way to change your mindset is by getting new information so she or he needs to now start listening to messages Change the type of music they listen to. Listen to a different kind of music. The ones that will benefit you. And then also you can get sticky notes. And okay. start writing comments. Mm. I am blessed. I am favored. I am beautiful. I am important. I am valued. Put them very close to your bedside. 
or your mirror side every morning once you're dressing up or doing something just read it confess it also speak it out too after you read it yeah. and then keep at it keep at it you can even take a fast just take three days fast you know you can stop by six i don't mean three days straight but just take you know a couple of days fast be very intentional about changing your mindset because mm. you wouldn't just sit down and just hope that your mindset will change you have to be very intentional i actually had a time in my life where i was actually feeling super depressed you know mm. and i was going through low self-esteem issues feeling like i wasn't good enough I had to wake myself up and say, no, 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 this cannot be me. This cannot be my story. This is not who God has called me to be, you know. And that period, I would fast. I would listen to messages. Like, once I wasn't in class, I was listening to a message. Once I wasn't at a meeting or going for anything, I was always listening to a message. And then I even stopped movies for a while. It was yeah. only messages. And then I also had, like, sticky notes everywhere. Like, just in front of my mirror. While I was dressing up, I would look at what I wrote today. I would say, I'm important. I am enough. I am loved. You know, God loves me. And with that... Like, like now you can't tell me that I'm lower than myself because I've built it so much in my mind that I know this is who I am. So nothing can come to now make me feel lesser than that. That was lovely. Um, I think, you know, in essence, everything you've just been saying is just about being consistent with, mm -hmm. you know, renewing your mind like yeah. constantly because a lot of times, you know, we lack that discipline to constantly keep at it. We're like, yeah. ah, I've, I've done this for, you know, for a while, like mm -hmm. and nothing is really changing, but it's like you just have to believe God's word and keep doing it. In fact, when you realize the change, like you even forget that you know you're actually trying to do something. Mm. So that's how it, that's how it works. It takes a lot of time. Now, we live in a world where we're constantly bombarded with a lot of information. You know, um, from different kind of adverts to um celebrities. You know, basically putting up certain kind of pictures, and they keep on showing this image of how beauty, um, how like success looks like how does one as a christian now how does one navigate their ways in terms of like understanding what success actually really means mm. um versus you know comparing it to like what you're seeing on social media like rather than being oppressed by what you're seeing how do i know that in my own right i'm successful okay i think the first step is to understand that people define things based on their understanding right yeah. so what somebody would say is cool or a nice way to have fun is not necessarily how I would say um, I have fun. So beauty, coolness, success is relative. Mm. And we as Christians, our definition should come from the word of God. So now just because the media has said that this is the picture of beauty, we should understand that that does not mean that that is the picture of beauty. Because what is truth for you as a Christian is the word of God. You have to first of all, have that mindset that what I accept as truth is what the word of God says. What I accept as success is what the word of God says. And then success also comes in phases. If I say I, I, I no longer want to get upset and shout or when I'm upset, I don't want to express it by shouting. And I'm able to work on myself and start consciously changing how I express myself when I'm upset. Yeah. And I'm able to now stop shouting. That is success. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you have to just define for yourself okay what do i want to achieve for my own self for my own life and understand that everybody's journey is different so just because you're seeing somebody's social media and what they're doing on instagram and how successful they look mm. you have to understand that first of all they had to put in so much effort to get to where they are and mm. what you see on social media is only the happy pictures people yeah. don't post you know the drama Lord. or this mm. the situation or how it took how long it took for them the toiling you know mm -hmm. the struggle before they got to this place they yeah. only paste when they've gotten there and then 
you use just that picture while you you might still be in your training phase or you might still be in the struggle phase yeah. understand that before you get to that place there's something that you have to go through and if you're still going through it be happy don't wait only for the destination to be happy yeah. be happy even while you're going through the process decide that oh, i'm going to be happy even while i'm still in the process because i know that this is where i'm going because we have a confident hope you know we have faith we have assurance of where we're reaching mm. so because of that i'm going to be happy while i'm still going through the process and then celebrate every milestone every little thing that happens every little success or every little hurdle that you're able to overcome celebrate it like even if it's not the biggest of things based on how the world sees things still mm-hmm. celebrate it because for you it's still something big and when you're able to do that you will see that you're, you're changing your perspective on what you call success what you call beauty and how you define all of these things and then that way you're able to enjoy your own journey and your own success story thank you Okay, so I just have one more question. Um, I just want to talk about how one deals with, um, you know, somebody that has dealt with rejection their whole life, maybe um, from their parents, maybe from loved ones mm-hmm. and all of that. Somebody has grown up knowing all they know is rejection and now they are older. Whatever relationship they get into, they're either getting too attached or they're getting, they try to detach themselves. They have commitment issues now. Mm-hmm. How do you, okay, there are two kinds of people now in this situation. There's somebody that has not realized it now, that they actually have issues that need to deal with. If you are the friend of such a person, how do you go about telling the person, oh, look, you need to actually work on this. And then secondly, maybe the person now has realized and they say, okay, they've been trying to renew their mind, trying to read God's word, and they're not really seeing changes. They still feel like they are struggling in this part of their life and they feel like it's affecting their relationships going forward how does one um, address that okay so like i said i think what you need to do is first of all pray for the person secondly you need to ask them questions that point their mind to start thinking towards that direction like maybe there's always a comment the person makes that that makes you understand that this is what they are going through Mm -hmm. so the next time the person makes that comment you can ask the person why do you like saying this thing or why do you allow this person treat you like that just have a session where you ask them that question and it makes them have a conversation with you Mm -hmm. so the more you guys converse about it Mm -hmm. you can now you what's happening is that the person is starting to see that okay Mm -hmm. this might not necessarily be normal because like you said this has been happening to them all their life so they've gotten to a place where they think this is this is normal. This is my new norm. This is how life should be for me. Mm-hmm. If if somebody grows up watching the dad beat the mom, he will think that this is normal. Right. Like this is how the world should be. I should I too should beat my wife when I get married. Yeah. You know. But when you have when you ask them questions and point them towards things like that, they start to see that okay, maybe this is not actually normal. This is not how it's it's meant to be. Then for the second person, so now this other person has realized that Mm. this is how they are living their life and they need to do something about it. So I think first step is to understand that God is love, right? And in my Christian work, I actually had a phase where I feel like I understood God the Father Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit, but I didn't understand Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Which is really weird. I was like, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what I did was I went to read all about Jesus. I went to read like the books, the gospels that mainly, you know, talk about Jesus, how he spoke, how he talked, how he was thinking, how he grew up. Mm -hmm. And so the more I saw about him, how he was compassionate about people, like the more I was reading those particular um, books that were talking about Jesus, I got to understand the person of Jesus. And then I got to understand how he loves us, how he cares for us, right? So when that person goes to read about Jesus, about God's love, 
specifically go and read about love because rejection is absence of love yeah so when you go and you're reading about love and how much god loves us you know the bible says that perfect love casts out all fear yeah and somebody that has felt rejected has fear Mm -hmm. you know you're you're scared that you would always be rejected or that you're not good enough to be accepted so when you go and read about god's love and how he you know how we were in the worst states when he even came to us Mm -hmm. we were in he didn't die for a righteous man he died for a man that's in sin in filth and god cannot even stand sin but yet he did all of that for you that was in the worst state. He accepted you. When you read and read, you know the Bible says that faith comes from hearing the word of God. So the more you study and hear his word and read about it, you can even have conversation with a counselor, a therapist, somebody that has you know studied the word of God and gotten to a certain level in their Christian work. Once you're doing the reading, the listening and the studying of God's word, it would help to change and break down those thoughts, you know, those strongholds that have been created, your mindset that has led you to believe that all you're good enough for is to be rejected. You begin to believe that there's more to life, you know, that you're valuable and that you're accepted and you can be loved. And then little by little, your mindset will begin to change. And don't get frustrated if it's not happening immediately because sometimes these things it's a journey. I mean, all your life, you've been exposed to a certain way. And that's why you're thinking this way. But once you start changing your exposure, the information and the conversations you're having, then your mindset will gradually begin to change. You think it's okay for a Christian to see a counselor or like a therapist? Oh, I think it's very, 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 very okay. I mean, look at, look at, look at the Bible. Timothy was learning from Paul. Um, David had men under him and David's men when they first came to him they were depressed oppressed people in depth okay. you know but it's very good because we we are able to help ourselves as we journey through God's word and learn and grow we're able to help others that are growing as well so does the therapist or the counselor does it have to be a fellow Christian or it can be anybody I think it should be a Christian okay. definitely okay all right so um, in your own words can you just define God confidence Okay, so God confidence is believing in all that God has said about you and using that as your identity because your identity is actually in God. So if all my confidence is in who God has said, said I am, then that's confidence. Why is it important for you to see yourself the way God sees you? So when a potter creates mm-hmm. a pot or a cup, yeah, it is the person that does the creation that defines what it is yeah so we have been created by god Mm -hmm. so it is important that our identity is in who created us we get it from who created us i mean it is only logical that the maker names what he makes right so that is why since i've identified that it's god that created me then i should know everything about him and all that he has said i am so that i can really walk in my truth Thank you very much. Um, do you have any last words for the listeners before you know, call it a wrap? I'm just going to say that um, let's be deliberate, you know, and put in efforts to actually working to work on our mindsets and our perspectives so that it can actually align with God's word because anything outside of that is false. All right. Thank you very much. That's what you said. Be deliberate. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you very much, Nico. 
um, pastor, evangelist, apostle, <laughs> <laughs> everything. Thanks um, for having me. You know, of course, it's a pleasure. And um, we'll definitely, you know, be having more conversations in the future. Yeah. Um, so, guys, that's the podcast for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'm sure you definitely learned something from it. So, um, if you have any questions or suggestions, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at soldoutforjesuspod. Or send me an email at soldoutforjesuspod at gmail.com. And so to meet again, have a good day, um, have a great week or weekend as the case may be, and be intentional with your relationship with God.